Hey guys, do you like sports? Do you like podcasts? Of course you do. You listen to the Sports Dance Podcast. So go rate us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a good rating and review. Like us on Facebook. Share us on Twitter. Uh, this really helps the show, guys. If you want other people to uh, hear our hot sports takes as well, then you can do these things and really help us out. So again, Sports Dance on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. Enjoy the show. The Sports sports Dance. dance. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me, as always, he's the star of Kanye West's new music video, ladies and gentlemen. It's Greg Cowan. What's happening, man? Oh man, not much going on. How about you? I mean, yeah, how about you? Not much. I that got, was a I really a lot, not a lot going on. That was a that was a rocky start to the podcast. Let's yeah. let's let's do this. Let's get some energy up. Greg. I'm sorry. I'm let's sorry. Let's make it happen. I had a long weekend, man. I'm tired still. I'm yeah, still recovering. Hey, we uh we were gonna break into James's excuses in a second, but it looks like we're starting off with Greg's excuses. Um, so yeah. before we talk about NFL, it's before we talk about MOB, before we talk about U.S. Open, before we talk about Tebow, Kaepernick, Romo, Bridgewater, all that stuff, Greg. Let's hear about it, man. How was your weekend? Uh, it was great. You know, I had my mom's wedding. Had a great time at that. Went down Thursday morning. Went to bed late Thursday night. Oh. Parted the night away Friday night. Oh. Uh, went out with my wife's sister and their friends Saturday night. Listening. And then by the time I got home Sunday, I could barely function. Total noodle status. So I got like six hours sleep between Friday and Saturday night. Saturday night mainly because I just couldn't fall asleep. Yeah. I was sore from the night before. I danced so hard. I carried like three different people. I dirty danced with a bunch of people. You seem to me like a uh, like like a let's let's kind of go all out on the dance floor kind of wedding. Guest. I am. Yeah, yeah. You're I brought my like cousin a... back to life during shout because you know that's a must at weddings. Right. Of course, shout's classic. I brought my like forty something year old cousin back to life. That I don't know what awesome. that means. He was on the ground, and when it got a little bit louder now, I, br- I raised him up from the ground. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, we kind of wish we had, like, the James Brown cape to go around him. You also seem like a tie-on-your-head kind of dude. You tie-on-the-head no, well, kind of dude. I was wearing dude. a bow tie, so I couldn't. So, you know, it was a little disappointing. Gotcha, gotcha. A little disappointing. Well, good, man. Uh, congratulations, Mrs. Cowan. Uh, or? Ms. McClure. Ms. McClure. Wow, very nice. Yeah. One um, less Cowan in the group. What's that? One less Cowan in the group now. I know, right? Another one bites the dust. I almost uh, tried to start it off. I've been like, you know, uh, we lost a cow this weekend. And you'd be like, that's sad. And I was going to be like, no, it was just my mom got married. We lost a couple cows this weekend. I had a few burgers last night. <laughs> Unrelated. Rest in peace, Mooey. <laughs> Rest in peace. R.I.P. Mooey Bets. It's my, uh, it's my, <laughs> my the cow's name. Um, cool, man. I'm glad you had a good time. Poor cow. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty good. You shouldn't name it. Did you look it in the eyes? No, I didn't. That's, no, that's no. a good call. Never look him in the eyes. Oh, absolutely not. How was uh, your How was your weekend, though, James? Uh, I'm also a little bit of a uh, little bit of a sponge today, man. Um, we had uh, I went out with a few work friends last night for a uh, for a goodbye, a parting of the ways, a celebration of someone who's just moving uh, to New York. Not really all that big a deal. So far away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm also a little bit of a sponge today, man. So we're a little low energy. Uh, we're going to apologize in advance. This is uh, the edition of James Excuses that you come to expect, Sports Dance listeners. Uh, so we're I like gonna... how it's usually like that you're just tired more so. 
Yeah, I mean, I had a couple good excuses, Greg. I really feel like, uh, you know, with my with my cold, that was a good excuse. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, oh, Driving your brother a, to the airport, that was a good one. Driving your brother to the airport, that's a big one. Here's a good one. Um, the, the place that we normally record is actually being um, taken up right now with uh, moving situations. It's the end of end of August, beginning of September, uh, right around the area that we're at. That basically signifies move-in. Moving day, moving weekend. Um, so we're we're kind of yeah, like it gets pretty crazy in the uh, Massachusetts, right uh, sub, uh, you know, city area. I'd rather not tell you where we are. I said city area. Okay, we're not in we're not in the city. I don't want to one of the many many <laughs> small towns around it. Fair enough. But let's be honest. If we say we're in Boston, that can mean we're three hours outside of Boston. Because if you ask anybody from Massachusetts, I guess they're like true. we're from Boston, and you're like, where do you live? You're like. Just, uh, I live from, in Amherst. We're from Boston. Just that's uh, relax, that's yeah. about two and a half, three hours away. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, our uh, alma mater, though, number one in uh, food. Oh, yeah. Princeton I guess that's Review. good news. Joy, uh, so Greg and I are UMass Amherst alums. Uh, that's where we met. We might as well celebrate the fact that we did something positive. Exactly. Not and, just riots. <laughs> yep. And uh, UMass Dining, uh, props to you, number one in food in the nation. Thank you for all my college weight. Yeah, I'm just going to blame you, not not my ability to stop yeah. eating. Hey, UMass, way to make me drink copious amounts of alcohol, yeah. asshole. Jeez, <laughs> why'd you have to have all those margarita machines and the bre- breakfast all? Uh, Ridiculous. Amazing. Um, cool, so props to UMass. All right, Greg, before we get further off the rails here, uh, let's get into it. We have a lot to talk about today. We have NFL. So much has happened. Um, we have MOB. Um, people are mad online, Greg. People are mad. Yeah. Uh, why are they mad again, James? So we're going to be um, – all, all these things. The problem with having a once-a-week sports podcast is sometimes it feels like we're a little bit behind the story already if we didn't catch it like a, right in the lightning in a bottle sort of thing. But we're going to actually talk about Colin Kaepernick, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, everybody still is, so Everyone's we might as well. talking about Colin Kaepernick. I mean, so it's just – it's just it's, the you, NFL as a whole has yeah. blown up in the last week, I feel like. Since uh, our preview – the world's gone crazy. I know. I was a little concerned, actually, that this week was going to be a little bit of a calm before the storm sort of podcast. We're not going to have a lot to talk about. And it turns out we do. We have tons to talk about. So uh, Colin Kaepernick, if you uh, live under a rock, um, during one of the 49ers preseason games, refused to stand for the national anthem. Boo. Um, so Colin Sorry, Kaepernick. Sorry, that was America booing. Yep. And I want to just get the uh, – I want to get his statement here. Um well, I'm not gonna. I, I don't know. I I <laughs> didn't exactly bring it bring it let's up. Just, right let's in time, just sum but. it up. It was basically he's not gonna stand until you know America and its racism, you know, kind of dissipate. Let's, well, let's let's give the let's give the guy his due, right? So he uses this as a platform for um, for a message that he wants to do here, and here is what it is. I'm not gonna stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. Um, And then the 49ers issued a statement that says the national anthem is and always will be a special part of the pregame ceremony. It is an opportunity to honor our country and reflect on the great liberties we are afforded as its citizens. In respecting such American principles as freedom of religion and freedom of expression, we recognize the right of an individual to choose and participate or not in our celebration of the national anthem. Um, so a lot of people have, have come out with a lot of hot takes. Most of them are pretty angry at Kaepernick for his displays here. Um, 
I, I have got I've got a lot of uh, mixed feelings about this, Greg. But I, I kind of want to hear where you're at right now, and I don't want to get too serious on the sports day. No, I don't want to like, spend a lot of time. I know, on... like we 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 like to keep it silly here, but uh, I want to yeah. hear what you have you have to say about Kaepernick's decision to stand uh, to not stand. No, like you said, we uh, try to keep it light here, but sometimes you got to take on these issues that you know blow up the internet, blow up the sports world, political world, everything. But we're gonna try to keep it short. Uh, in general, I don't know how to feel about it. I understand why he's not doing it. And, you know, there's plenty of other athletes, I'm sure, that have done this. And, you know, it's never been made a big deal. But now in the age of social media, everybody's turning something little into a huge thing. I understand. You should stand up for the flag, the national anthem, pride and joy of our country, the song of our nation, all this thing, all these different things. You know, it's coming straight off the presses after, you know, the Olympics and all the issues there with athletes not, you know, standing up, putting their hands on their heart. Uh, for the flag, uh, you know, not singing the national anthem. So, you know, America was already kind of like on edge with athletes not respecting the flag to the extent they thought they should be. And then Kaepernick does this. It gets attention. You know, if he stood in the hallway of the stadium and or sat in the hallway of the stadium, nobody would have even noticed the fact that this is happening. It's just another light on racism in America uh, in general. I don't think it should have been made as big a deal as it is. Right. Just because how people are handling it is so extreme almost. Like you have Jeff Fisher talking to the whole Rams team, talking about how you need to respect the flag and all these different things. The Giants, Jets before their games all lined up from each end zone to end zone, all in a straight line to show unity. And I get it. You should be proud of your country. You should respect the flag. But... As you said, it's our country. We have the right to express ourselves as we feel. Right. We shouldn't care about what one athlete out of hundreds of thousands does. I mean, if we're caring that much about what he's doing, what are we going to do if, like, Tom Brady did this? Because I feel like the world might explode. Yeah, I think the thing uh, – I think the thing that – I understand people's uh, – why people are upset about Colin Kaepernick. And I, pro- and I think that um, – you know the execution here on his part uh, was probably not what he in- it was probably what he intended. He wanted to get the conversation started, but I think he wanted to get the conversation started about the issues that he was bringing up and not the way that he was doing it. So I think on that message, I think yeah. on that on that front, um, the gesture didn't was ineffective. Um, just strictly from the idea that his his whole thing was to raise awareness and yeah. conversation about out. the issue. He, he said he's not disrespecting the, cops the, or military. Yeah, and the conversation ended up going around, uh, around him. I think that there's a couple issues here. The first issue that I have is um, people talk about you want to stand and, and, and respect the flag um, because it affords you all of these liberties to to not stand and respect the flag. Yeah. Like this is this is the thing that's like a little hypocritical to me sometimes is like people want to talk about all the liberties that it affords to you, but then when you go in and then when someone goes and exercises truly exercises those liberties, um, people get very upset about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's like I, I I don't know, on one hand I'm kind of like, yeah, definitely you probably should stand up and respect the flag. On the other hand, we live in a country that it, it's it's okay if if he doesn't. No one's forcing him to do that and I don't like the narrative of angry white men forcing Colin Kaepernick to stand for the flag when he has a real message that he wants to do by not standing for it. Yeah, and you're not helping by calling him names that he shouldn't be calling Yeah, exactly. Online. Like, so it, it, the, 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 my, my biggest problem with all of this has been, uh, you know, media coverage, obviously, this isn't helping that we're, you know, no. we're, we're not part of the media by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I don't know. Like, if ESPN's asking every single um, 
every single angry white male what they think about Colin Kaepernick's decision, I don't think that's helping anybody. And no. I don't think that that's advancing the conversation at all. They're, you're just trying to make Kaepernick out to be a bad guy. And I, I understand the idea of I, I, I've, I, every single baseball game, I stand up, I respect the flag, I put my hand over my heart, I take my hat off, I do the whole I It's do like the a whole natural nine. thing. You don't even it's think about it It's a natural thing. But I like the fact that we live in a country where if someone chooses to not participate in that for one reason or another, that they're allowed to express, that they're allowed to exercise that freedom. Um, I don't like the fact that people are trying to, you know, f- say that that's not an option for somebody. That's an option. That's what we do. That's what America is all about. Um, I also don't like the idea. You know, <laughs> I don't like the idea of just trying to get a, a bunch of white people chiming in on this. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that that's the majority of what the sports media land, like landscape looks like right now, and I understand that there's been some other, you know, this been some indi- you know, instances of black people chiming in on this one, you know, in inappropriate ways, like Rodney Harrison. Oh, but at the at the man. end of the day, like every single quote that I read. Oh, um, was white person was angry at Colin Kaepernick for disrespecting America, and a black person who any black person that was interviewed, whether it's a player or a analyst or something like that, immediately was like, "Well, I mean, he's kind of got points yeah, here you, that he wants to make." And tell that's the athletes thing. to speak up and make a stand for what they believe in because exactly. they're this voice that people listen to. It's when one finally does, we want to crucify him. Exactly, and you know, every single. Like, for example, and we're going to get into the U.S. Open a little bit, but John Isner was asked about it. Like, John Isner yeah, is a U.S. Like, is a U.S. Open, that he has to have you know, an southern white boy who was like, you know, the, the, the cause is fine by me. You can do whatever, but, you know, you have to stand. And it's like, well, you have no concept, dude. Like, you don't matter in this situation. Uh, you have no James. concept. So that, that thing, that's just kind of what bothers me. I think that Colin Kaepernick was ineffective in the way that he delivered the message. But at the end of the day, this is the country that allows us to do these kinds of things. And it bothers me when you have a massive cascade of people saying, like, no, 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 you can't do that. And it's one guy. Yeah. Like, let's not forget, it wasn't like an entire team did it. Yeah, exactly. It is one guy I mean, it would have been more effective if out of over 1,000-something NFL players. You know, there's 460-something thousand NCAA players, over like 800 baseball players and 400 basketball players. One guy out of all those athletes and all the other major sports doesn't stand, and the world loses mind. yet people like Dwayne Wade's uh, cousin. cousin gets yeah. shot in Chicago. Nobody cares about the violence that's happening there. Let's all talk about one random guy not standing for the national anthem. Yeah, exactly. Are we going to pick out like the next person that st- doesn't stand up in Fenway Park or, you know, uh, you know uh, all these other stadiums? That was just the first one that came to mind because yeah, we're close yeah. to it. And be like, hey, what are you, like Colin Kaepernick and not standing for the flag that our country represents? No, you're not. Because guess what? He's not an athlete. Yeah. Nobody's going to care. So I, uh, you know, I, I hope that this thing will, will not, not, not blows over because I don't want to say blows over. I hope this whole thing kind of gets back to the real issues that are in hand, which is, we, um, you know, sometimes America needs to have a very solid conversation about race and how we relate to one another. Uh, celebrate our differences while also uh, acknowledging our similarities. Tends to be when that all comes up, we just tend to go crazy and go yeah. off the deep end and make things worse. And then afterwards, we're like, hey, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Let's all get along and hold hands. Okay. Um, that was getting serious with that the That was getting stance. serious with the sports stance. We're going to move over to some lighter news. So, Teddy for example, Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater and Tony <laughs> Romo, season ending injuries. Maybe Positivity. Not, maybe not for Tony Romo, but let's get into it a little bit. Um, we're going to, let's, let's go chronologically. 
um, for when these happen. So let's talk about Tony Romo's first. So showing how my picks from the NFL preview have all blown up in my face slowly. Yeah, exactly. So Tony Romo is going to be out. Uh, they're calling it six to ten weeks with a broken back. But then there's also reports saying he might try to play game one with a back brace. Now, see, okay, so here's the thing. So uh, Jason Garrett and the Cowboys are in total denial that Tony Robo, Tony Romo is... 36-year-old Tony Romo having his third back injury. It can't be happening. It can't be happening. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, no, he'll play. He'll play. Yeah, he's got this. <laughs> yeah. Dak, Dak Prescott? No, no, he's he's not even on the team right now. We're not even considering that. Exactly. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like if you if you if your like dog gets hit by a car and, oh, oh. and the and the kids go out there and it's like, no, he's fine. He's fine. He'll be fine. Come on, Scrappy, take a walk. <laughs> and the organs are just pouring out. Yeah, no, this is this is not happening, guys. Like you gotta go ahead and face reality. Guys, Tony Romo Sparky's is gonna... dead. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Dak Prescott will be your starting quarterback for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, for people who don't know who Dak Prescott is, uh, I want you to go ahead and take a look at his preseason highlights because oh boy, does this guy look fun. Uh, hey, just. In general, if you saw him play in college like I did, Mississippi State, uh, you know, he uh, was pretty damn good there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, Dak was the quarterback of the Mississippi State um, Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thank you. I believe it's Bulldogs. Uh, I believe it is as well. Um, Very, very solid college quarterback and was taken in the fourth round this year, I believe. Uh, Yeah, something like that. He was uh, later later on. I mean, people expect him to be middle ground. He's good enough. He's not like one of those prototypical style NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. He's a little more of a, I'm going to run, power my way. He's a power. He's kind of like a big Ben, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's, not as versatile. He's six foot two, 225. He was taken the fourth round um, by, by the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he is a really, really, um, he's got a good arm, big, big, powerful arm. And uh, he, can he, move. he can run. Um, he was, I think he was, I think it was something like, um, like fourth in SEC history for quarterback running yards. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, we'll talk about number one later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he's two-time first-team All-SEC, which is pretty impressive. Uh, so I think that they, you know, all, all things considered, the Cowboys are in a decent spot here. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's seen basically second defenses and third defenses, but... If you can at least do kind of half of what he's been doing against them, the Cowboys should at least be somewhat, you know, stomachable for the next few weeks. I mean, their history without Romo is actually really sad. I saw something like out of like 27 games without Tony Romo, they have like one win or something like that. Or yeah. Not one win, but it's not many. It was like a few at most. The the biggest bummer here is that Tony Romo really would like kind of had it all in place this year to, to make one last kind of run here yeah i, mean, uh, I don't 36. know 36 is pretty old i mean not everyone's gonna be tom brady you know if what he I mean? comes but, back one more time and gets hurt again i basically think you should just retire yeah it, it's tough uh it, it's tough because you don't know some of these guys will play in you know until their late 30s you've seen it with brady with breeze with manning manning yeah. um the, the thing is though you know i mean back injuries are no joke you know um he's gotten a lot of them they don't really get they don't really fully heal at this age. They just kind of get better, no. like I slightly mean, better. When you think about worse. what Tony Romo's hurt himself with the past few years, it's everything a quarterback needs. Your back's pretty important. Yeah. I, I've been told. 
Yeah, I've yeah. heard that's like a key thing to standing Big upright. Time. That's a load-bearing wall. Uh, and then his shoulders, he, you know, he keeps busting up his collarbones. I heard those are important to throw balls. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of like turn your shoulder, get some power behind it. But, I mean, if he gets hurt again, the question's already come up, should he just retire? And there's a part of me that thinks, yes, maybe that's the Eagles fan part of me. That's like, <laughs> I don't want to see Roma on the field. But there's the other part of me that's like, hey, you got to think about, like, your future after football. I mean, you look at all these guys that are like, oh, I've had like 20 knee surgeries since I've stopped playing the game, and like they can barely walk and all these different things. I mean, Tony Romo is a kid. Do you really not want to be able to run around with like your own kid because you decide to try to play one more time and your bones are so brittle that you broke yourself in half? Yeah, I don't know what Tony Romo's future is going to hold here. I, I think that um, it depends on what Prescott looks like coming out of this season. Um, in the preseason, Prescott's looks spectacular. Yeah, uh, he's uh, at a he has a seventy eight percent completion percentage, four hundred and fifty four yards with five touchdowns, no interceptions, um, and fifty three rushing yards on seven attempts with two touchdowns. I mean, this is you know we can't we don't want to go crazy about preseason numbers here or anything like that, but good lord, that's that's a pretty good line. Uh, so I I don't know. I think that this gonna be interesting to see. Uh, Every once in a while, a, a quarterback will come along and, and have you know two or three really good games and flash what looks like the future of the NFL sort of thing, like Colin Kaepernick did it against the Packers in two straight playoffs. Um, you know, Russell Wilson is not like necessarily a future, but he, he's he's had a, I think maybe take that back. He's he's done pretty well. Yeah, uh, Wilson's pretty good. And then, but and then, so Prescott comes along and does this kind of thing too. He can do some read option stuff. He can run. Um, he can throw deep down to uh, one of the best jump ball receivers in the entire league, Des Bryant. So I think that he's in a good situation. He won't have a defense behind him that'll really kind of, you know, hold on to leads as well for him. He'll have a great offensive line and a fantastic running game. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens, man. Uh, the Cowboys, we're going to have to revise our picks, though, because uh, we both picked the Cowboys to win that division pretty handedly, I think. Yeah, if he's out six to ten weeks, I've, my brother already told me I was an idiot because he's a Giants fan. Uh, I sadly think I would have to go with the Giants as the top pick. Yeah, Maybe I can't. Redskins as a sneaky pick, but I still think the Giants are better overall than the Redskins. So that would be my uh, new pick. Yeah, um, I would probably uh, go with the Redskins because I'm not going to pick the New York Giants for anything. Yeah, well, that's just... That's why I would never pick the Patriots usually for anything. Gotcha. Um, okay. Now, Tony Romo out for six to ten weeks. The other quarterback that has missing missing the rest of the season is Teddy Bridgewater. Dislocated knee and torn ACL on a non-contact drill in practice. Greg. We talking about practice? What do we think about the Vikings this year? Oh, well, I had high hopes for them. Bridgewater looked phenomenal in his last preseason game. Mm-hmm. Moving around, getting past, making some big runs, big throws. Uh, it looked like he was going to have a chance to, you know, really help the Vikings at least secure some sort of playoff spot. I had him as a wild card team. Uh, it's kind of looking iffy now. Sean Hill comes in as their backup quarterback. Don't know if you know who Sean Hill is, because uh, not many people do. Uh, last time he ever started a season, the most he's ever started in a season was 10 or 11 games, I believe. And he did not do well. Didn't make the playoffs. So, you know, that's not something, you know, Viking fans really want to hear. Uh, it hurts uh, AP's chances of having a good season because, you know, teams are going to just load up the box now with basically no threat of an air game. Yeah. It does make me wonder if the Vikings might try to go out and maybe trade for a guy like Mark Sanchez, who now looks like he won't make the Broncos because they just want to get rid of him. Yeah. And people are like, well, you know, Sean Hill, Sanchez, what's really the difference? 
Well, the difference is at least Sanchez has led a team to the playoffs a few times. He just has to get over his mental issues. Maybe Minnesota is a good place. He's not as much in the limelight. He's not on the defending world champion teams. He's not in a major, major city for, like, news. It might be a perfect spot for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, but if I had a choice between Sanchez and Sean Hill, I'm probably going Mark Sanchez just for the youth versatility because Sean Hill, I think, is up there in age. He's 36 years old. He's yeah. played for the Niners, the Lions, the Rams, and the Vikings. Um you probably remember him uh, if you do. Uh, he was he took over from Matt Stafford when he was injured, uh, and then last uh, not last year. Well, no, a couple years ago, um, he he took over on the Rams, um, yeah, and he, was benched for in in. Uh, <laughs> he was, took over for the Rams after Sam Bradford was injured, uh, and was benched for Austin Davis. And that should tell you right there, <laughs> basically why I would say Sanchez over Hill. Yeah, 36-year-old Sean Hill. Uh, it's funny because Sean Hill, like, when I was looking up to see who the backup was for the Vikings, I laughed out loud when it was Sean Hill. I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't get away from Sean Hill, dude. The li- between the Lions, 49ers, and the Rams, uh, I've seen just too much of Sean Hill. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a lot of him even though he's horrible. Yeah, so. He's one of those guys that coaches are like, ah, just bring him in. He's a good, like, character guy. I saw something that was like uh, maybe they could think about trading to the 49ers for Colin Kaepernick by low, <laughs> you know. Um, but we'll see what happens hey, there Colin, as well. Come to Minnesota. We won't make you stand. <laughs> yeah. Probably need a uh, probably need a nice change of scenery for him there too. So, by the uh, way, real quick, did yeah. you hear about the Eagles rookie linebacker? No. Eagles rookie linebacker this week came out saying, I will not stand for the national anthem and I will, stand with Ka- I will not stand with Colin Kaepernick, like, meaning not stand up. Obviously, I poor. Worded that very poorly. But anyway, so he came out saying this. Within an hour, his agent released a press release saying, uh, yeah, my client will be standing during the national anthem because he does not want to be a distraction to his team. Right. So I was like, wow, they cleared that up very fast. Yeah. Somebody basically said, hey, do you want to make the team? Are you an idiot? You're a rookie that was undrafted. You don't want to touch the national anthem, man. I'm telling you that much. Um so we'll see what happens, man. What do you think about the Vikings? What do you think about their chances? I actually had them winning their division this year, um, and it's looking like a pretty pretty bad pick. Do you want to go with the Packers there, James? <laughs> go yeah, Packo. Probably have to go Packers. Yeah, uh, I had them making a playoff spot, and uh, I'm going to guess that that may not happen now. Right. I think they could still go 500. They're still a decent enough team. Yeah, they've got a good run game. They've got a good defense. It's just a matter if they can get a passing game of any sort going – they're going to succeed. They need something to be serviceable. They have to have somebody that can't, you know, cause the, you know, blocks, you know, box to be loaded up against right. Peterson. That's basically it. Yeah. Um, the other the other quarterbacking news is that uh, the Denver Broncos have selected their starter. So, come a backup quarterback. So, come September 8th, we'll have a marquee matchup between the Carolina Panthers and superstar Cam Newton and the Denver Broncos defending Super Bowl champions starting Trevor Semyon, uh, seventh round pick from 2015. Um, first, first Northwestern guy to ever, you know, uh, pl- start an NFL season. Uh, I don't want to brag about my journalism skills, Greg. I really don't. But uh, I did watch uh, an online video to find out how to pronounce Trevor Semyon's name. That that's that's good knowledge. Yeah, and you know, in some. 
Sometimes, folks, I go the extra mile for you, sports fans. It's all about you. You want knowledgeable hosts. We're trying to give that to you. Yeah, and I'm trying. I'm just doing my best here. I'm grinding, making it happen. I watched the video. Not a big deal. Um, Trevor Semyon uh, is going to be your starting quarterback for your defending Super Bowl champion Broncos. Uh, You know what I've noticed, James? Yeah. It's becoming the year of the backup quarterbacks, basically. Yeah, so let's break it down. Who else we got? You have Sean Hill, like we talked about. You got Garoppolo starting for the Patriots. Yeah. You have Dak Prescott, who we mentioned. Now Trevor Simeon, let's be honest, if he was on any any other team, would not be starting. Right. Uh, And you have Casey Keenum, who, let's be honest, he's the starter for the Rams. Goff just wasn't ready to start. Right. Even on the depth chart, they had him as the second-string quarterback. And so he's basically a backup, too. So I'm not considering him a starter. Him and Simeon, not starters in my mind. They're just backups waiting for somebody better to finally come along and take that spot. Yeah, it's pretty crazy the amount of uh, garbage quarterbacks that are in this league. Like, you'd think that you'd be able to find 32 competent professional quarterbacks. Like, Tim Tebow, what are you doing trying out for the MLB? You might have a shot this year. <laughs> yeah, we got some spaces open. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens, man. These are these are all some interesting storylines going into the NFL. Um Next week, we'll probably start doing a little predictions, a couple picks. Yeah, we can do like the whatever Fox and all of them do, where it's like take five games, make some random picks. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. So that's the NFL roundup for the, for the time being, Greg. We can move on over to MLB. So About time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tim Tebow has uh, had his tryout yesterday for uh, 25 Major League Baseball teams. Uh, he did a little batting practice, did a little throwing, a little fielding. Yeah, we're not kidding. Running. 25 teams actually showed up to watch him. Yeah, 25 teams showed up to watch him. Do you know Tim the Tebow. seven that didn't, or six, or five, or whatever it was? I, 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 I know how many teams are in the MLB I'd at this point. I hope the Red Sox decided not to. I mean, just coming from a, from a well, they're selfish Boston with, uh, fan. Outfielders for the most part. Tim Tebow looks good. Uh, I mean, at least in terms of athleticism, he's jacked. Power-wise, he's off the charts. He had a couple bombs. He even um, hit one in live pitching, which was impressive. Did you watch any of these videos of him? I watched a few. I, I actually uh, retweeted one that I was like, basically just said, hey, Jeff Bagwell made a huge career out of that hitting style, and that's exactly what Tebow looks like stance-wise and yeah. style-wise. The problem is, I just think that he looks, he just looks awkward, man. He looks awkward. Yeah. He does not look like a baseball player. The, the best thing that came out of it to me, though, was I was watching baseball tonight last night, and they were breaking him down, like giving him the scores. And he was like in the middle range. They're like, he's probably not going to get a contract out of this. But if he does, it's more so to bring in a character guy and maybe, you know, help him with the 18, 21-year-old guys. Maybe learn a little bit down there. But the funniest thing is, what was his knock in the NFL? His arm strength. His yeah. knock in the MLB tryouts? Arm strength. Yeah. I'm like, you have these gigantic muscles. You can't, you can't like, you know, just do anything. I guess, man. I mean, like, whenever he fields, the, uh, whenever he fields a line drive out in the outfield, I mean... He doesn't attack it like you normally would see from an no. MLB player. It was a lot of uh, basic. Basically, the positivities came with his speed yeah. and his pat and his bat power. Yeah, and he's still like in batting practice. He went one, you know, in six in six plate appearance against somebody. He went one for five with a walk. Um, and in batting practice, man, you really kind of have to be a little bit better than that, I think. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I'm still skeptical of this whole Tim Tebow thing. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of this. I, I kind of liked this story when I first heard it, and now I'm cooling on it pretty quick. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm mean, all set with Tebow I was here. hoping maybe, maybe he would have something positive yeah. come out of it, but he Nothing. just really hasn't. And I think the best was his quote 
where he said, uh, you know, I'm not doing this for publicity. I'm yeah, not doing okay. this for money. Yeah. I'm just doing this because my hopes and dream, you know, my dream crash and burn. So I figured I should have a new dream. Yeah. Well, that second half he didn't say. I, I just added that because he was probably thinking. <laughs> Editorialized. Yeah. I like it. That um, was off the record. I put it on. Cool. The other look, the other storyline coming out of the MLB is Yasiel Puig was picked up on waivers, and multiple reports say that it is by uh, the Boston Red Sox. Boston. So uh, when Puig was uh, demoted to the minors, um, it was something called revocable waivers or something like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of things coming out now with the fact that you know a team picked him up. The reports came in last night that you know it hasn't been officially confirmed, but the Red Sox seem to be the team. That put it in four weeks, so they would have 48 hours to figure out a deal. But there's a lot of people now coming out saying, you know, the Dodgers may not actually want to trade Puig at all, which would be a complete 180 on their stance of like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, when it was a trade deadline, and all it seemed like was trade Puig, trade right. Puig, trade Puig. And, you know, they sent him down to AAA. I'm not going to lie. He might be the only guy that's had that much fun in a AAA clubhouse. Like he was posting videos of you know partying and hanging out with all the guys and yeah, he's having, having a, a time, great man. time. But if it, it is the Red Sox that picked him up and they do figure out how to make a trade for him, it actually might not be that bad of a thing for the Red Sox. You know, he comes into a clubhouse, he has a month or so with David Ortiz to kind of mentor him, maybe figure his head out a little bit. He'll probably platoon with Chris Young in the outfield, and you know it might not be that bad because Benintendi went down last week with a knee thing but right. luckily it wasn't anything serious it looked worse than it was um but you know it could not it might not be a bad pickup for them for the playoff push I like Puig I, I mentioned on this podcast I think that you know he's a star so I think that he was just kind of in a bad situation and it, everyone soured on him a little bit too quickly the Red Sox outfield situation right now is basically Mookie Betts Jackie Bradley Jr. Brock Holt and Chris Young so they definitely could use a little help out there, um, especially since Brock Holt's not exactly having the season that um, you know we're accustomed to seeing from him. Um, I like this move from the Sox if they can make this happen. I just don't want to give up anything too serious for Puig too, especially if like we have a lot of the leverage here. I feel like like the Dodgers clearly yeah. don't want this guy on their roster, so like I just don't want to do something stupid where we do where we give up a, a really high prospect. You know, we have some. Really great prospects coming down the pipe, and I, I don't want to give anybody up for Puig if we don't have to. No, I don't think they'd give up anything major. Probably be like maybe a double-A guy, maybe some cash consideration. Uh, the big thing with Puig would be if we picked him up, we'd have control of him through 2020 with uh, $6 million per year average. So, you know, it would be a really big uh, thing for us trying to keep a guy under contract, low cost, not having to go out and spend a ton of money. Yeah. So, you know, that's probably the biggest thing that's happened, at least in the past few days. The other big, uh, not even big, but, you know, for MLB fans, it's kind of cool when a young guy can come up and, you know, do something big. A uh, guy on the Yankees, hate to give him credit, uh, Gary Sanchez, <laughs> I think is, his, I believe is his name. Uh, 11 home runs, quickest to that many home runs in one's beginning of his career. Back-to-back AL Player of the Week. He's actually kind of been one of the reasons the Yankees have stuck around. Yeah. They're still hanging around. So, you know, maybe they weren't completely wrong when they said, hey, we're getting rid of A-Rod because we want to make a playoff push. Yeah. Right now, the American League wild <laughs> card. sad. Right now, in the American League wild card, they're only three and a half games out. Um, Red Sox are in the lead there at 73, win, 73 and 59. Uh, Orioles are right behind them in 72 and 60. And the Detroit Tigers are, are right there after. Um, so the Yankees actually have an opportunity here. 
the AL East beats up on each other pretty hard, though, so we'll yeah. see what happens. I mean, yeah, um, the Rays still winning some games. They won last night 4-3. Yeah, exactly. Sandy Leon decided to, you know, you know, do the old, I'm a professional baseball player. I'm not going to swing the bat or take it off my shoulder for three <laughs> straight strikes. Yeah, is what it is. It was a really classic move. Um, cool, man. MLB season is starting to kind of uh, wind down. We're starting to see a playoff picture here a little bit, so yeah, I'm excited the, about that. that's the most we've talked about MLB in a while. I know. We're going to have to actually really start looking at, like, awards for players because Arietta, Scherzer, and them are kind of making pushes now for the Cy Young. Yeah. MVP is going to be interesting. The Cubs are sort of running away with this division big time right now, say uh, 84 wins right now for the Chicago Cubs. So they could uh, – they're, they're, they're staring down the barrel of 100, my friend. Hey. I'm not going to lie. Mortiz for MVP pick still may not be that ridiculous. He's batting 317, has over 100 RBIs already, and has 31 home runs. And at his age, has the most doubles for a guy his age with 42. Whatever you want to say, man. That's a ridiculous pick. <laughs> no designated hitter is going to Nothing's get ridiculous until proven otherwise, James. <laughs> yeah, okay. You ignorant slut. Yeah, I'm bringing that back because you called me it last week. That was hilarious. Um, yeah, somebody pointed out, that out to me, and I was like, wow, I completely forgot that you called me that. That was really funny was by really me. Offensive. Not not trying to uh, not trying to brag, but that was funny by me. By the way, also, one of our friends got really mad at us for calling out the fantasy football draft. Oh, really? Yes. I got, like, shit for calling our, our Whatever. <laughs> group out. But, you know, it's all figured out. We got our draft set. Uh, I don't really care what anybody says now. Not out of the 12 people said they can make it. So that's what it's going to be. Is what it is. The commissioner spoken. Um, in honor of college football, Greg, I think that we wanted to do a new uh, a segment here. We want to bring back Pepper. Yeah, we're we going to bring back this. Pepper. Now, uh, so James, what's your college football knowledge? Yeah, I want to go ahead and give people a peek behind the curtain here, uh, show all the sausages made. We have not done that in a while. Um, I am not a big college football guy. Uh, I didn't follow college football growing up. Uh, there's no, like we went to UMass, which has a pretty crappy college football program. Victor Cruz. Um, I never really followed BC or anything like that. Uh, so I, I could regionally, it was tough for me to get into college football. I know a lot of people who are, um, but I just can't get into it, man. I, I'll, I'll watch the national championship game every once in a while. Um, I'll watch a couple games, uh, when there's, you know, highly touted prospects I want to see. But I'm a professional guy through and through. It's the same thing with all college athletes, uh, athletics, man. I'm just not as into it as most people are. Um, so my college football knowledge is limited at best. It's bupkis. It's just, bupkis. Just say it. So naturally, what we wanted to do is uh, Greg is going to be peppering me. You're going to be the dumbest, smartest college analyst Exactly. There is. The top 10 college football teams in the nation i'm going to give you my hot takes my quick reactions which is exciting uh, i think that no no sports podcast or media pundits are true sports media pundits until they talk about things definitively in which they have zero knowledge so i think that we're, we're breaking some ground the ranks here. of like skip bayless i know i'm excited here yeah. we're breaking some real ground so you know i'm going to give james the top 10 like you said uh and then afterwards after we hear his hot takes on those teams we're going to yeah. try to figure out out of those top 10 who do we think is going to make the Final Four? Love it. That's going to be our college football talk for the week until the season actually starts <laughs> soon, which is exciting. Yeah, For absolutely. me, at least. I'm a big college football guy. So, uh, James, are you ready? I'm ready, Greg. James uh, hasn't seen the list, and literally he would not know who number one is, even if it slapped him across the face. Yeah, no. I mean, you could give you, you could tell me it's anybody right now, and I would not be surprised. UMass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That'd be I'd great. Be su- I'd be surprised. Yeah. All right. So. Ready. Let's are go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. Alabama. Wow. Really? Again? That's like an actual thing? You're yeah. not even like fucking around? Nope. Okay. 33 uh, votes. Wow. 
good good for you, Saban. For uh, what I, I think I, I read somewhere where Saban, uh, I think Bill Simmons says this, where uh, Saban is like the best checkers player in the entire world, but like won't come and play chess in the NFL. <laughs> That's what I'll say to that. I just love the fact that he eats little Debbie before every game. He eats the oatmeal pies. It's like a ritual. I gotcha. Well, um, congratulations, Nick Saban, to continue your evil empire. All right. Clemson. Clemson. I love South Carolina. Uh, I've had a lot of fun there in the past. Myrtle Beach, the Dirty Mert. Um, so that's a good spot. I like the colors. Uh, and um, who is the guy? CJ Spiller uh, was a Clemson grad. And uh, he was a lot of fun to watch every once in a while on the Bills. Wow. Look at you have more knowledge than I expected. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, Sam Bradford's alma mater, so you know that they're going to be really good. Because uh, <laughs> he's had a phenomenal NFL yeah, career. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like Oklahoma. The one, uh, Oklahoma, does the, they're the one that contribute. Uh, they play in the uh, the bowl with Texas, right? Uh, yeah, they the, do the Red game River with Texas. Shootout. What's up? Red River Shootout. Yeah, where they have the Texas, the Longhorns versus the Oklahoma. Versus Oklahoma. Um, I like that because I like the whole, I like the color schemes with the orange and the red. It's, it looks all good. Uh, it's fun. Those kinds of games are what what I like about college. You're football. turning this into like a fashion show. Well, no, I mean football. I just don't. I don't care. I don't care too much about the players or anything like that. But I like some traditions like that, yeah, like, like Oklahoma and Texas play. If you each like other. the burnt orange and the red. You're gonna love this next team, Florida yeah. State. Okay, Florida State, good. Um, ACC team, right? Yep. Uh, one of the only <laughs> ACC teams that are in there. I think you're trying to show them off a little Flex bit. Flex some muscles there. <laughs> um, Florida State. Uh, I. It, I liked what they did a couple years ago when they won the title. Um, <laughs> that was pretty good by them. Good so, on you. <laughs> good on you. Um, I don't even think they're going to win the ACC this year. I think Boston College is probably going to win. Ooh, so Hot take. Yeah. Hot take right there. Yeah. Uh, LSU. Les Miles, baby. Les Moonves Miles. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, Les Miles, you know, good good on you for staying at LSU. But, uh, you know, he was probably pretty upset that he didn't get to go uh, be a Michigan man. You know what I mean? Um so we'll see what happens here. Uh, tigers are always good. Tigers are a, a very, very solid mascot and very solid animal. And uh, you know, I look good in purple. So this is all. This is all good. All LSU. Right. Uh, this is this is a phenomenal pepper, by the way. It is. Next, we have the Ohio State. Ah, garbage. I really don't like Ohio State um, for a few reasons. One of them is if I did ever have to identify with a college program, it was always Michigan. Uh, strictly because of Tom Brady, but also I, love, I have a lot of family in Michigan who went to Michigan, um, University of Michigan. Yeah, it's like you're looking at my list. So uh, I I don't like the Ohio State University. I think it's pretentious that they call it the Ohio State University. Um, I hate when NFL players introduce themselves uh, and they really put an emphasis on the in the Ohio State University. Uh, and uh, you know, Greg Oden, what ha- what happened to you, bro? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know who's got it better than them? Apparently, according to you, nobody. Yeah. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Coming in hot at number seven. We like Michigan. Um, I I like everything about Michigan, man. Um, and I think that you know I, Michigan Mike will it'll warm his heart to hear that I really actually do like his team. I only I only uh just make fun of him because it's fun to make fun of Michigan Mike. Um, it's true. I think they I think they have a great chances here, man. I think that uh, you know Michigan is probably going to win it all um, based on all of my analysis. I've run the numbers, I've crunched them, and it sounds like Michigan is going to come out on top. Uh, and they're uh, spoiler alert, they're a pick for my Final Four. Ooh, uh, we got the Brainiacs from the West, Stanford. Stanford, uh, cool. Um, you know, post Andrew Luck malaise happening right now. Um, 
you know, for the last five years. <laughs> um, they, they do got McCaffrey. Yep, they got McCaffrey. Um, and he was a Heisman finalist last year. Did he, he win it? No, he, he, he didn't it. want not win it. Okay. Um, good, good for me for remembering that. Uh, um, yeah, that's impressive. Pat on my back. I'll give you a little bit of credit. Um, I, I don't like the tree. I gotta be honest with you. I don't think that that's a really effective mascot. Um, I think some of these colleges really kind of need to get get their shit together a little bit, and the tree is one of the reasons why. Um, Stan- tree's a little weird. It's a weird mascot. Tree's a weird mascot. Um, I also don't like people who live in an area with better weather than I do. Um, so. You know, that's well, a shock not going to like these Stanford. next people. Okay. Tennessee Volunteers, the Vols. Yeah, but I don't know, because Tennessee, like, so California and Tennessee are different. Like, Tennessee can get, like, super muggy and humid and gross. California is just, like, nice. Um, but I, but Tennessee uh, it, it was, you know, the alma mater of Peyton Manning, who I, who I don't really like all that much. So, um, you know, Tennessee, uh, good job for showing up. Top ten. But uh, you're not going to go very far, my friends. So sorry, to, sorry for that. Sorry right. for that blazing hot take. Last, last, and certainly not least. Yeah, coming out of South Bend. Yeah, the Irish that are fighting Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Um, cool, man. I still don't. I. I mean, I don't know anybody except. I don't know anybody who's on Notre Dame. I don't know a single person who's on Notre Dame. Um, I have a good friend Nick who graduated from Notre Dame. Sean Kaiser. Um, Malik I don't know. Sorry, I'm a Notre Dame fan. Is that good? Yeah, um, I don't know. Quarterbacks. I don't. I don't know, man. Like whenever Notre Dame like seems good, uh, Notre Dame always seems good in theory, and then they play like a real football team, and then they get their asses handed to them. Um, so, you know, congratulations for cracking the top ten. Touche. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, I really have a comeback. For join, that. join, join a real conference, bro, and then talk to me. No, stay independent forever. So Face whoever you want. That was that was a pretty good pepper. It I was. Think, I, I was know? actually very surprised by was, what you just did there. It was hot takey, but uh, it was good. I liked you it. Know, it's, so. a good, it's a good college football preview. And you know, to finish it off, we're gonna give our top fours. You can have no rhyme or reason for your top fours. But, I won't. You know, I want to hear them. Um, top four to finish out the season. I'm gonna go Michigan. Uh, that'll be my number one. I'm gonna go uh, the Sooners. That'll be my number two. Uh, I'm gonna go with Clemson. That'll be my number three. And then I'm going to go with the Mississippi, Mississippi State Bulldogs. And Just that, going out of the top ten. And because uh, I'm high on Dak Prescott right now. So that'll be my number four. All right. So uh, I, I like that. I'm going to actually give some rhyme and reason for my picks. Uh, I got, I'm going to go with Clemson. I mean, I'm not going to deny Dabo Sweeney and, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson. Of uh, anything, they deserve. I do to be like there. that name, Dabo they, Sweeney. They need that's to a, be in the top four. That's a good name. Coming back last season, coming off that, you know, almost championship run. Had a really good had a really good season. You know, I liked what I saw. They bring back their Heisman finalist also, which is always a big help. Uh, you got I'm gonna go uh, the Ohio State University. Gross. Just because you hate them and you have Michigan. I thought you said rhyme or reason to this. Yeah, there's a rhyme or reason. I wanna see your pick fail. <laughs> okay. And uh, laugh in Michigan Mike's face, like we said. Classic. Because, you know, screw that guy. Loser. Uh, then I'm gonna go Stanford. They're brainiacs, but they're good at football. They're gonna come out of the Pac ten or Pac twelve, whatever the hell it's called now. They, yeah. uh, you know, past few seasons, that division has not really been represented. They had Oregon in it two years ago, but, you know, they got blown out of the water in the finals. I think McCa- Christian McCaffrey is going to have an amazing season. Might break his own records uh, again with all-purpose yards and everything. I mean, as long as you got that guy on your offense, your defense has to do some stuff to stop the other side. Uh, that also division's all just about offense, basically, right. it seems. And then last but not least, I'm going to go with my uh, homer pick. I'm going to go Notre Dame. Mainly because, uh, you know what, if they can get past their like three or four big games only, 
rest of the schedule is pretty simple. I think they might even play BC, which last year they actually had a close game, which they shouldn't have. But, you know, I got to go homer pick sometimes. And one of these years, I got to hope that Notre Dame actually makes this Final Four. They had a chance last year, blew it against Stanford. They may have a chance this year, but they'll probably blow it against USC. Um, but, yeah, Brian, those are my picks for college football. Uh, Brian Kelly kind of just is amazing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he just reminds me of, like, like a guy that kind of, like, tricks you into thinking that he's really good at football. He's a very good salesman. Exactly. He's the car dealership salesman. He almost feels like a charlatan. But you know way. what? As long as he's going, like, 10-2, and 11-1, he's going to at least have him in a bowl game. Right. And that's what I like to see. He's from Everett, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Everett, Massachusetts. It's near you know, us. It's pretty cool that his dream actually growing up was to be, like, the coach at Notre Dame. And he is. So I thought that was pretty awesome, the fact that he got to be. Nice, man. Um, R.I.P. Charlie Weiss. Um, <laughs> cool. So that was uh, that's all our segments for right now, but we also want to do a little SBC to end the program today. You just want to skip your tennis altogether, huh? Yeah, let's skip it. Um, U.S. Open. R.I.P. R.I.P. U.S. <laughs> Open. We're going to go a little start bench cut, though. And uh, in honor of the season starting next week, uh, we want you guys to do a little prep, okay? We want you to get out there. And, uh, and do a little research. In the football fall spirit. So what we want to do is start bench cut football movies. Boom. Uh, these are some all-timers. Uh, yeah. These movies make grown men cry. Exactly. Plain and simple. Um, so we're going to look at uh, Friday Night Lights. Remember the Titans. And Rudy. Rudy. Yep. Um, do you want me to start or you want me to start? Uh, I can start. I have no problem starting because, right. you know, I've been thinking about this for a week now. Yeah, I gave it to you, you know, a week we're gonna in advance. Do it, we're going to do it last week, but, you know, we just went really long last week. We didn't want to put you through that. Didn't have a lot of time. Uh, you know, plus it gives us something to talk about this week. Yep. Uh, so I am starting, and I will always start, Remember the Titans. Classic. Mainly because you cannot beat that movie for what it does. It gives you, you know, humor. It gives you sadness. It gives you, like, pride in some weird way. It feels like it gives you strength. Yeah. You know, it's just the camaraderie of the movie all together, the story. All these movies also, by the way, based off of, like, real events. Right. Which is also kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Um, you know, but Remember the Titans is just an overall fantastic movie. The singing scenes, the left side, strong side, you know, everything that happens, you know, it shows how, you know, you can be different from different places, come together to create something even stronger. <clears throat> America should do that now. Um, <laughs> just in general, just saying. Um, you know, maybe we should get Denzel to be the coach of the nation. Uh, <laughs> Way to tackle the issues, Greg. <laughs> Coming in hot always. Yeah. Uh, but, no, just an overall great movie. Ryan Gosling as a cornerback, just something you know will never happen in real life. Right. Uh, but, no, great movie. Love the message it sends. Always think if it's on, I'm always going to watch it. Nice. It's one of those movies. Brings a little tear to the eye. But um, I'm going to bench Rudy. Okay. Not just because you know it's based with Notre Dame. Yeah. But just because, great overall movie. Can't beat it. Little guy, you know, fighting his way to the top. Gets his chance to finally shine, even if it's only at the last seconds of a game. Yeah. Makes the big play. People chanting his name. Gets carried off. And also, let's not forget, Vince Vaughn was in that movie. Oh, people do forget that. I feel like people ignore that. And John Favreau. Favreau. Favreau, however you say his name. Yeah. Is also in that movie, I believe. Oh, little swingers, little swinger yeah, special. It is. And, uh, you know, I just thought it was great. Great movie, based off real story. You know, it's still one of those things that every college football fan, they watch it. It's one of the only movies, I think, in the world that make any grown man cry because they're just like, if you have a son or if you ever played football or if you ever just love the game, it, it pulls up the heartstrings. Gotcha. Just because of what it is, what he had to go through. 
Uh, and then finally, I'm going to cut Friday Night Lights. Wow. I liked it. Great movie overall. I mean, just fantastic concept. Really, you know, showing what Texas football especially is like. And I really enjoyed watching it. But it wasn't one of those movies that if I'm going to sit down and watch something, I'm like, you know what we should watch? Friday Night Lights. I mean, I'll watch it every once in a while. It's one of those movies you put in every few years just to watch because you're like, it's that good. You should. Uh, but in the long run, it's not It's not the one that gets me going. It's not the one that I think of when I think of football movies. The other two are the ones I go to all the time because they have the mixture uh, in general. And it's just, it's just how I feel, James. I hear you, man. Um, and I appreciate all of those, all of those points. Uh, and you're wrong. <laughs> just kidding, man. Um, I, I'm also going to. Why always have to be wrong? I don't know. Just cause. I, st- I'm gonna st- also start. Sa- um, um, remember the Titans? I think that that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I think that that is uh, one of the more emotional scenes. The car crash scene, one of the more, more emotional scenes. Spoiler- spoilers. Heart, heart puller. Yeah, um, and I really like that Denzel and anything that he does is God. Um, I'm going to bench, uh, Friday Night Lights. Okay. I love Friday Night Lights. Um, Booby Miles is heartbreaking. Ah, Booby Miles. Um, I think that that's the best, uh, Billy Bob Thornton performance. And then you also get Connie Britton in there, which I love me some Connie Britton. Um, and then other people are, are pretty good in this movie. Actually, Amber Heard's in this movie. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's not it. a bad movie. I never said it was. Tim McGraw's in it too. I mean, there's like a weird, yeah, it's a Tim weird... McGraw's like in everything. Excuse me? <laughs> Wasn't he in the blind side? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think he is. But I really like this one, too. It also um, spawned one of my favorite television series. Uh, I love the Friday Night Lights television series. Um, so that one's really good as well. See, I never got into that show. Maybe that's why I don't have as much of a connection. And then I uh, am cutting uh, Rudy. Uh, you said that it makes every grown man cry. Uh, false. It does not make me cry. That movie. I said grown man. Yeah, yeah that, I'm grown. Are and you? that movie um, is about losers and people celebrating losers. Uh, and I don't like that. Like, oh, cool. You can't play football, so let's celebrate you. Wow. Loser. Wow. Friday I, think, night, I think you can play football. Friday Night Lights. you proved that in the movie. Friday Night Lights and Remember the Titans are about champions, championship teams. Rudy is about a loser. So, hot take there. Rudy about losers. Chick stick scars. <laughs> Champions live forever. Yeah. Chick stick scars, uh, bruises here, or was it? Um, ah, <laughs> damn it! All right, look up the replacements. That's the real winner of this, folks. The yeah. replacements. I don't know how that wasn't in there. Keanu Reeves. We that's went, the way to we go. We went with the really serious movies. Yeah, uh, but you know, glory lasts forever. You, 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 you got to have this, James. You got to have a heart. Yeah, exactly. Miles and miles of heart. All right, uh, that's the sports dance for this week, folks. Sorry about the low energy. We're going to bring it back to you Sorry. next week with a couple you know, predictions. Let's not forget, though, R.I.P. Gene Wilder. R.I.P. Gene Wilder, man. Um, the greatest no place I know, like pure imagination. Uh, yeah. Really You'll be funny. remembering Mr. Wonka. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, from all of us here at the sports stance, all of the production team, the interns, the cameramen, the sound people, the lighting folks, uh, everyone here, our director of photography, uh, my mom is here, everyone. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Tune in next week, and uh, thanks, and have a great weekend. See you guys later.